Good morning. You excited for this new day, this new year that we're entering into? Let's stand and rejoice this morning. God, I 
Aleluya, aleluya. Aleluya, aleluya. Aleluya, aleluya. Can we all just lift our hands all across the house right now? Lord, we love you. God, we love you today. We love you today. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. Thank you for your presence, your power, your love, your mercy, your strength, your spirit, Lord. Oh, I love you, Lord. 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 If you have a need in your life, if you need healing in your body, I want you to move from where you are and come and gather around the front. Anybody need healing in their body? Healing in their body. Hallelujah. Move from where you are. Elizabeth, come on. Hallelujah. 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 Come up here, man. serve a God that is a healer. We serve a God that is a healer. We're believing you, Lord. We're believing you, Lord, to touch every one of these. To touch every one of these. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Casting our cares on you, for you care for us. Hallelujah. I don't know every one of these situations and every one of these needs. Elizabeth had a bad report this this past week, and we're going to believe God. We're going to believe God to touch her and heal her totally and completely. Hallelujah. Before the doctor does anything, or even if the doctor has to go ahead and do what he's going to do at the end of this month, we're believing God to take care of it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm going to come down and I'm going to pray for every one of these. But right now, if we could all lift up our hands. Lift up your hand if you're in need right now. Lift up our hands all across this house. Upon the authority of the Word of God. By the power of the name of Jesus, I loose healing into these families, into these lives, into these bodies right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, continue to pray right now. Continue to pray right now. Right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name.
tell you. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Why don't we take a few moments and just move from where we are. If you're a guest, you don't have to do anything. Somebody will come to you. High fives, fist bumps. Tell somebody you're glad to see them. Eleven o'clock service, man. It feels feels late in the day. This eleven o'clock, I get the privilege before we go any further to um, honor our pastor and his family. We're gonna call it a New Year's gift, so we aren't late for Christmas. Um, Molly, can you come join Pastor? I won't. I won't make the kids come up here, but kids, I do make sure they share with you guys. Okay. All right. So if Molly and Pastor can come up here. told me that money doesn't grow in trees, but I feel like they lied to me. So um, 
lucky for you guys, there's a money tree here. We want to give, and if I know people have been in and out with the holidays. If you missed adding to the money tree, I'm sure they would not mind you letting a few more uh, leaves grow off here, and there's a few cards from us. So we wanted to give you this, and, and I know this is nice, and I know you'll enjoy it, and I know you'll share it with the, the kids, but I'm trying, kids. I'm really trying. But more importantly, I know what you really want is just our support, our love, our prayers, and we want you to know that you have that all the time. Will you stand with me, and let's honor our pastors. so much and uh, do we really have to share it with the kids no good obviously sometimes when you get gifts and your parents you know you, you almost have to like like one of the deals I gave for Molly this year was for her to buy herself something usually if you get money and and you give her money she's gonna spend that money on the kids and uh, it's just, I don't know if it's a natural thing or what, but that's, that's just what happens. And, and uh, you know, our life kind of, it doesn't circle around the kids, but the kids are a big part of our life. And uh, we're thankful for our children. We're thankful for, for each other. We're thankful for the Lord. And we're thankful for each one of you. Thankful for each one of you. And, and uh, these are always, you know, it's awkward when somebody gives you something, you know. It, it just it just seems awkward sometimes. But uh, we are thankful and uh, and thankful. We're, we're thankful in, in very many ways here this morning. Somebody say amen. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you again for for supporting us and and uh, being faithful. Like, like Emily said. You know, faithfulness to church and faithfulness to revival and the cause of Christ is, is of the utmost. And uh, if, if that's happening and, and God is moving and God is blessing, that's when we're the absolute happiest and, and couldn't be any happier. And uh, I feel like that that's happening. I feel like that the will of God is being done and we're moving forward in the vision that God has given us. And uh, you guys are awesome, wonderful, wonderful people. And we love you all so much and, and are thankful to be part of Christian life. Somebody say amen. Could we stand to our feet one more time? Just give the Lord a hand clap. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you richly. Man, this is New Year's Eve. You can be seated again. I'll let the kids go in just a moment. This is New Year's Eve and uh, it's our last service of, of 2023. You know, 2023, there's, there's some things that I would never want to repeat. And then there's some things that were great. You can't, you can't throw the, the meat out with the bones. But at the same time, I, I understand there's some, there's some events and, and situations in 2023 that I, I definitely don't want to repeat. And, 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 and life comes. Life, life shows up to, in many different fashions and in many different ways. And and uh, in all things, and this is pretty much my message today, in all things, whether it's good or bad, you've got you've to lean upon God. Know that he's in charge and know that he's making a way where there seems to be no way. And that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And ultimately, he's in charge, he's in control, and he will see you through. Somebody say amen. Amen. Could we give him one more hand clap of praise? 2023 saw us 
do a, a, a monumental thing at the beginning of April. We went to two services here at Christian Life, and and the plan was, and we'd even had had the the wheels rolling to go in in 2020, and uh, due to the the pandemic that 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 hit, it kind of stifled those those plans. And and I'm glad we didn't just shuffle it underneath the rug and never never visit it again. But it's it's still the plan of God, and and um, you know it. I didn't know what to expect when we started and started in April and then summertime was coming and, and you know how people go out of town in summer and crowds are down but you know what we did it and it wasn't that bad we, we got through it and just knowing and believing that God is going to bless and God is going to strengthen and we're going to continue on moving forward and God is going to add to the church daily such as should be saved God is going to bless families he's going to bless your family Hallelujah. He's an abundant God and he will bless you abundantly. That's not always a material thing. That's that's blessings are all around us every every single day that we live. And, and you say, "Well, I don't have money in the bank." But the blessing is not predicated on your bank account. My bless I'm blessed when I come in. I'm blessed when I go out. I, I'm blessed when I rise up. I'm blessed when I sit down. Hallelujah. God's blessings are upon us and upon Christian life, and for that we are forever thankful. Next Sunday, we'll go back to our regular service schedule of 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Be faithful to the house of God. Next Sunday, we launch into our 21 days of prayer and fasting. I've been saying it and announcing it for a few weeks so you'd have time to prepare for that. I told the praise team this morning in, in the office that you know, if you're going to do if you're going to do some type of partial fast that eliminates caffeine, I, I encourage you to do that. But at the same time, I encourage you not to do it cold turkey. Don't don't just stop. If you're if you're a coffee drinker, tea drinker, soda drinker, your intake of caffeine is is at a high level every every week, every day, and then Monday comes around and you just exit, you are going to suffer. Some people, I've, I've heard people tell me, oh, I can't fast because I get headaches. Yeah, exactly. You get headaches because of the toxins that are coming out of your body that are launching into your head, flowing through your bloodstream, and that causes your head to ache. So my suggestion, now you can do it cold turkey and just suffer with, with, with the withdrawals. And you say, well, you're saying withdrawals. It's not like a... Not like we're on drugs or anything like that. No, but you will have some withdrawals from not only caffeine. You're gonna, your body's going to withdraw from the sugar and, and, and from the processed foods and all that kind of stuff. So you might as well get rid of the caffeine now. Amen? Amen. Some of you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Maybe you ought to try fasting sometime. Amen. Amen. But uh, I encourage you, if you're going to do a 21-day Daniel fast, for instance... Or if you're going to do 21 days of, of, of some type of partial fast that excludes any caffeine intake, I encourage you to kind of, kind of start weaning yourself off now. Maybe go to half-calf, maybe half-decaf, half-caffeinated in the morning tomorrow, and then, and then maybe wean it down to black tea you know, by Wednesday, and then maybe it's just green tea on, on Friday, and then by next Sunday you're going to be good. And, and when Monday comes around and you don't have a headache, you can say, God bless, Pastor. Amen. 
Amen, amen. But anyway, 21 days of prayer will start next Sunday. And uh, we will have prayer times, our regular times, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Not this week, but the following week. Not this coming week, not this week here, not the first week of January, but we'll start, we'll start next week and uh, believe in God for great things. Somebody say amen. Again, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. next Sunday morning. Can we stand back to our feet? If you have to give this morning, you can give by way of cash or check in the black offering bucket in the back. You can also give online at clcsugarland.com. You can also text to give at 281-612-7707. And God loveth the cheerful giver. We're going to dismiss the children to go to their respective classes. The junior high will stay in, but they will have class next week. God bless you richly. <laughs> amen and amen and amen. And you may be seated. If you were here last week, I didn't, I didn't, uh, wasn't able to, to get around and shake everyone's hand like I like to do so often. And, and uh, man, I, I was under the weather severely last weekend and uh, was just thankful to be in church. And, and I think last week was the first time that I ever, that I ever preached with a cough drop in my mouth the entire time. Anybody know that? And I even, I even reloaded in the middle of the message. But uh, I'm thankful to the Lord for his health and for his strength and, and uh, you know, stuff like that is just a part of life. Sometimes you, sometimes you get a cold, sometimes, you know, even the flu or, or whatever. But uh, I'm thankful for health, I'm thankful for strength, and I'm thankful through it all that, that God is, is uh, over everything. Last day of 2023, as I said, good or bad, it's done. Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth into that which is to come. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We're going to move forward in 2024 with faith, believing that God is going to do great things this coming year. Again, 9 and 11 next Sunday morning, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I can't encourage you enough to be involved. Be involved. I'm not going to uh, dictate to you what to do. Uh, on our website, we do have some different options, and uh, I'll talk more about that next Sunday. But if you are doing a partial fast the entire, the entire week, I wanted to pre-warn you about that and, and um, know that, that it, even in the pain, even, even if it, because fasting is not supposed to be something that you enjoy. It's doing without for a spiritual cause. So you're giving up something for a spiritual cause, and, and um, it's powerful. It's powerful, folks. So I encourage you. I encourage you to do something. Do something. I'll talk more about that next week. And I want to remind you uh, today on this December 31st that we have a lot to be thankful for. We have a lot to be thankful for. But sometimes, sometimes we just miss it. Sometimes we, we go over it and browse through it and, and, and the day's gone and you, and you miss it. And you a uh, lot's going on, and your enemy will try to distract you from the fact that God is good all the time. All the time, God is, is good. If you believe that, put your hands together and clap to him right now. Christopher Chabris and Daniel Simmons conducted an experiment at Harvard University some years back became infamous around the psychological circles. I've showed this video before. If you've seen it before, 
Don't say anything to your neighbor. Don't say anything. I want us all to watch it together, and I'm going to need audience participation, participation today. Okay, we're going to watch a video that is about one minute long. It's short, so you got to watch. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to watch. Okay, we'll watch this one-minute video. Our instructions are to count. Everybody do it. Count the number of basketball passes from the individuals wearing white T-shirts. Okay, so what are you supposed to count? Basketball passes by who? The white T-shirts. Number of passes by players wearing the white shirts. Everybody ready? You see your hands if you're ready. Okay, get ready. Number of passes by the individuals in the white shirts. Okay, play the video. Everybody look. This is a test of selective attention. You don't have to have video, the sound. Count how many times? No sound. Ready? Stop it. Stop the video. All right. How many passes? How many thinks 14? Let me see your hands. How many thinks 13? How many thinks 16? How many thinks 15? The right answer is 15. Give them all a hand. Now, the question is, did you see it? Let me see the hands of the ones that saw it. Let me see the hands of the ones that don't have a clue what I'm talking about. The ones that are honestly that don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Let me see your hands. There was a nine-second appearance of a gorilla in that video. A full-suited, in-black gorilla. Let me see the hands that did not see that. Look at all of them. I don't understand how in the world you don't see that. But it happens. I did it again to one of my kids that had never seen it before, and they didn't see it either. They got 15 right because they're so locked in. Some of you didn't get to see the gorilla and you didn't get 15. <laughs> That's okay. There's some of those passes you can't even see or, or you might have missed the one that started off or who knows. But you did not see the gorilla. You want to see it? Okay, keep going with this. Nine seconds. Go ahead. 15 passes. Didn't see the gorilla. Look, look, look.
Come on. Of course, it didn't matter if you saw the number of passes and got that answer right or not. They wanted to see the purpose of the experiment was to see if the viewers noticed something that they were not looking for. You didn't see it because you simply were not looking for it. You were counting the number of passes. You were following the directive. You were doing what you were supposed to be doing, and you didn't see something that you was not looking for. And amazingly, in this group here today, pretty much uh, uh, confirms this, half of the test group did not see the gorilla. Half of them didn't see what they simply did not see. In their book, The Invisible Gorilla popularized this view, and millions of viewers made the selective attention test one of YouTube's most watched videos. And I'm not sure how it's possible that you miss a gorilla in the room, but it's called inattentional blindness. Inattentional blindness. Inattentional blindness is the failure to notice something in your field of vision because you are focused on something else. You didn't see it because you were focused on something else. In this case, white shirts passing basketballs. The century-old idiom says you can't see the forest for the trees. We get so focused in on what's going on that we miss the big picture of what really is happening. Like more focused on getting up earlier, staying a little longer than, than the good it's making available to services for everybody else. We get so focused on the busy running here and there and we're focused on getting to work and deadlines and pressure. We get so focused in on our problems and situations that we're missing a lot of good in our lives that we could all be thankful for. Again, God is good all the time. Could we give him another hand clap of praise? First century Pharisees make an even better case study. They were so focused on Sabbath law that they couldn't see the miracles happening right in front of their eyes. They missed the miracles. They missed the Messiah because they were blinded by their legalism. They could not see past their religious assumptions. <coughs> this inattentional blindness can be as unintentional as fading awareness of the constants in your life that you take for granted over time. God has wired us in such a way that we're hypersensitive to new stimuli. But over time, the cataracts of the customary cloud our vision, and somehow we don't see what is always there. <coughs> Excuse me. Only God could miraculously heal Naaman's leprosy, but he would have forfeited the miracle if he had not positioned himself for it by repeated obedience, repeated obedience of God. So while some miracles take only a single step of faith, others require multiple attempts, believing again and again and again, obeying again and again. And again, sometimes you've got to do the natural before God will do the supernatural. You've got to take a step into the Jordan before the waters will part. Miracles, by definition, are a violation of natural laws. It's a violation of the natural. That's what a miracle is. It's something that's beyond you, something that you cannot get done by yourself. And like a trial lawyer... 
we instinctively object to any such violation. Because miracles simply are not logical. And our natural tendency is to explain away what we cannot explain. We just explain it away. Well, it happened because of this. Or, or somehow it just happened and we don't know how. Skepticism. Skepticism is a predisposition towards disbelief that is prejudiced by past experience. Skepticism is because uh, maybe you prayed before and it didn't happen. So now you don't think it's going to happen. Skeptics throw out meat with the bones because they cannot filter out what is false. The Bible, folks, is our filter. If something doesn't pass that filter, then yes, spit it out and go on. But if the Bible says it can happen, then it can happen. If Jesus has done it before, then he can do it again. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he's done before, he can and will do again. If he's healed before, he will heal again. If he's saved before, he will save again. He has not changed. Maybe you prayed for a miracle and it didn't happen. We don't always have an answer to the question, why? Why did this happen? Why didn't this happen? But it's a mistake to allow a disappointment. It's a mistake to allow a disappointment to make you throw in the miracle towel altogether and say, well, it just doesn't happen. We often pull in the reins of faith because we don't want to feel the sting of disappointment. Again, 1911, a Swiss psychologist named Eduardo Claparde was treating a 47-year-old with no short-term memory. Had no short-term memory. That's probably some of us here today, right? As you get older, you kind of lose your short-term memory. 47-year-old lost their short-term memory, and at the beginning of every appointment, the doctor would shake hands with this lady. And one day, he decided to perform an experiment. He had a pen concealed in his hand. Sounds real cruel, but when they went to shake hands, he took this stick pen and, and stuck the patient with it in the hand. She quickly withdrew her hand in pain, but uh, she forgot a few minutes later because she didn't have any short-term memory. So she didn't remember the pinprick, but from that moment on, she would not shake hands with him. She wasn't even sure why, but the residual of, uh, residue of pain kept her from reaching her hand out. Somehow she didn't remember that, that, that when she shook hands with him, she, she got a, a, a pinprick, uh, that something hurt, that she felt some pain. But somehow, somehow she did not shake her hand, his hand anymore. Think of disappointment as a pinprick. It hurts. And when we experience a disappointment of the faith variety, many of us stop reaching our hand out toward God. We pull back. And we can't identify why we don't completely trust God, but our dormant disappointment keeps us from reaching out in faith. Belief is a key here. We've got to believe. We've got to believe. Jesus told the man that brought his son to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And the man said, I believe. Lord, help thou my unbelief. Help thou my unbelief. Listen, folks, the single greatest miracle you'll ever experience is salvation. 
The single greatest miracle you'll ever experience in life is salvation through Jesus' death on the cross, his burial in the tomb, and his resurrection on the third day. Salvation is made available to whosoever will let him come. Forgiveness of sins, infilling of God's spirit, that miracle is available to anyone, anytime. But the miracle of salvation isn't the finish line. It isn't where you stop. It isn't where you have achieved or somehow have, have made it. It's the starting line. It's our new birth. It's when we're born again of the water and the spirit. They could not see the forest for the trees. Listen, I don't want to miss what God is doing because I'm focused on the chaos of our world. I don't want to miss blessings that God is pouring out. I don't want to miss the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. I don't want to miss the peace that passeth all understanding. I don't want to miss the abundant life because I'm focused in on the wrong things. One of the greatest threats to our relationship with God is not paying attention to what really, really matters. On a January morning, 2007, a world-class violinist played six of Johann Sebastian Bach's most stirring concertos for the solo violin, on the solo violin, on a 300-year-old Stradivarius worth $3.5 million dollars. Two nights before, Joshua Bell had performed to a sold-out concert where patrons gladly paid $200 for upper-deck seats. But this time, the performance was free. He was performing for free. Bell ditched the tucks with coattails, wore Washington Nationals baseball cap, and played incognito outside a metro station, one of the busiest metro stations in the D.C. area. Street musicians are not an uncommon sight or sound in Washington. The experiment was originally conceived by the Washington Post columnist Gene Weingarten and filmed by a hidden camera. Of the, listen to this, of the 1,097 people who passed by, only seven stopped to listen. The 45-minute performance ended without applause. It ended without acknowledgement. Joshua Bell netted $32.17 in tips, which included a $20 bill from one person who recognized the Grammy Award-winning musician. On an average workday, nearly a million passengers ride Washington's metro system, and that bus stop right there is the busiest of them all. Tourists and government employees hustle and bustle through, trying to get to where they're going as quickly as possible. But listen... Those circumstances don't discredit or disqualify the question raised by this social experiment. If we do not have a moment to stop and listen to one of the greatest musicians in the world playing some of the finest music ever written on one of the most beautiful instruments ever made, how many similarly sublime moments do we miss out during a normal day of our lives? How many gorillas just fi finally show up and we didn't even see it? We didn't even see it on that little screen. Every one of us have things to be thankful for. We just have to know where to look. Every single one of us have things to be thankful for. We just have to know where to look. One of the truest tests of spiritual maturity is seeing the miraculous in the monotonous. 
seeing the miraculous, seeing God at work in your life, even in the everyday things that you're doing. Miracles are happening all around us. You may feel as if you're sitting still right now, but it's an illusion of miraculous proportion. The planet Earth is spinning on its axis at the speed of 1,000 miles per hour. Google it for yourself. I know it's mind-blowing, but we're spinning at 1,000 miles per hour. Every 24 hours, the planet Earth does a full 360. We're also hurling through space in an average velocity. Google it yourself of 67,108 miles per hour. It's nothing short of miraculous. But we don't think to thank God for keeping us in orbit. Not probably a one of us here today thought, God, God, thank you for keeping us in orbit. Thank you for keeping the world spinning. Thank you for keeping us. Uh, on the axis. Uh, we don't think like that. Uh, and the ultimate irony is, is we take all that for granted. We take it all for granted. God's got all of that covered. Good thing because we couldn't help if he didn't. We couldn't do anything about it if he didn't. What we do need to do is to trust God for the smaller things like healing an incurable disease, like finding Mr. or Mrs. Miss Wright, opening a door of opportunity or trusting him to provide for us another day compared to keeping the planets in orbit. How big is your biggest dream? How big is your deep desire how bad is your worst problem how difficult is your greatest challenge right now currently there are millions of chemical reactions taking place in your body every second of every day you are inhaling oxygen metabolizing energy and managing equilibrium and manufacturing hormones and fighting antigens and filtering stimuli mending tissues and purifying toxins and digesting food and circulating blood all at the same time and people say they've never experienced a miracle in their life. You are a constant miracle all the time. Some say they don't have anything to be thankful for. You have everything to be thankful for. You have life. God-given life. God-breathed life. You have sight. You have peace. You have sanity. You have a sound mind. Psalms 139 and 14 says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Could we thank the Lord right now for just keeping us and blessing us and giving us life and strength and health? Thank you, Lord. In Paul's address on Mars Hill in Acts 17, he declared that the God they did not know was indeed the giver of all life and breath. And all things. Psalm 68 says that God doth daily load us with benefits. Every provision that we enjoy comes from God. Everything good that we have comes down from the Father of lights. And whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. It all comes from God. Every beat of our heart, the air that we breathe, the blood that courses through our veins, the food on our tables, the love we receive from our family, it all comes to us through a loving God. 
And when we stop and think about it, everything that we have, everything that we are, everything that we will be through Christ is nothing short of a miracle. It's a miracle that the great God of all creation, the master of the universe, even gives us the time of day. David marveled and said, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that you visiteth him? It's nothing short of a miracle that God would want to connect with us, would want to have relationship with each one of us personally. It's nothing short of a miracle. It's a miracle that he would want to give us anything. Our spiritual birth was a miracle. It's miraculous to think that this great creator became our savior. It's a miracle that he would ever love us, ever die for us, ever forgive us, ever wash away our sins, ever let us feel his wonderful presence, and ever fill us with his spirit. He still does that today, folks. He still does that today. We are a miracle we are the benefactors of a multitude of miracles, and there are miracles happening all around us every single day. Some are obvious. Others you may have to look closely, but there are miracles in every one of our lives. In First Thessalonians 5 and 18, the writer, the apostle Paul says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give thanks. Notice that it doesn't say, it says in everything, not for everything. It doesn't say thank God for everything, but rather in everything. In the midst of it, give God thanks, because it's the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning, concerning you. In trouble, be thankful. In heartache, be thankful that God is our comforter and he is an ever-present help in the time of need. Could we lift our hands and just thank the Lord together right now? This is why Paul said to be thankful in everything, in everything. Be thankful you're alive. Be thankful God is in charge and you're not. It also says, for this is the will of God. It's the will of God. We are outside the will of God when we're not thankful. We're outside of God's will when we're not thankful. We celebrate progress, not just perfection. Celebrate the little successes along the way. Everything doesn't have to be perfect for us to celebrate. Everything doesn't have to be right in line and, and everything in order for us to be thankful. We miss a lot of good opportunities to be thankful to God for. And there are some situations that people could ask, God, why did you let me go through that? Why did this or that happen? But you would probably be better to raise both hands in the air and say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for bringing me through that. Thank you, God, for keeping us and giving us strength when, when it doesn't seem... I don't see how in the world we made it through it. But God, somehow you helped us. And somehow we're still progressing. And somehow we made it through. So my message today is simply this. Your life is one miracle after another. But the miracles are often hidden in plain sight. They're right there. But sometimes you don't see them. It's the gorilla that shows up for nine seconds. You didn't see it at first, but it was there nonetheless. Your miraculous life will not be fulfilling, nor is it complete without an attitude of thankfulness. 
expressing thanks for the great and the small things of life, bringing a satisfying closure to every good gift that God gives to you. The blessings in your life alone just won't satisfy or fill you up unless or until you truly are thankful for all the goodness and the blessings in your your life. Anybody here thankful today? Anybody thankful to the Lord today? Hallelujah. Thankfulness completes every act of God in our lives. Without thankfulness, without thankfulness, something is missing. Without thankfulness, uh, something is empty. Without thankfulness, uh, there is an unfinished business. And not only that, but without our thankfulness unto God in everything, all the things God desires to do in us and through us cannot and will not be done. Without thankfulness, your opportunity for fulfillment in the kingdom of God is very limited, if not impossible. Hallelujah. But every good and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights in whom is no variable, neither shadow of turn. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? When God blesses us with anything, be it great or small, it would be a good idea to stop right there and offer a prayer of praise and thanksgiving unto God who has blessed you. 2023 has come and gone. And as I mentioned, for some it was was great. For some it had some ups and some downs. For others, it might have been the most trying time of your life. But in all things, give thanks. Because even in the trying times, what you didn't realize was God being there all the whole time. You might be able to look back and say, I know that God was there. I'd never been able to make it. And that's a true statement. You are blessed, abundantly blessed of God. Every situation, good or bad, God is still in control and he's still in charge and he's still blessing his people. I'm closing with this story in Ruth chapter 1, verse 19 through 21. So they the two until so they two went until they came to Bethlehem, two being Naomi and Ruth. It came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them, and they said, Is this Naomi? Is this Naomi? She said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara. The Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. Verse 21, she says, I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Her perspective here, she said, I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty 
Why then call you me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me and that the Almighty hath afflicted me? If you don't know the story, Naomi is returning here to Bethlehem after a decade in, in Moab. When she comes back, she says, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. Call me bitter. The Lord hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full and I came home empty. Now her statement here says that she went out full. If you know the story, the reason her and her husband and her sons left Bethlehem it's kind of ironic Bethlehem being the house of bread they went out to find bread story goes there was famine in the land and they left the house of bread to go find bread they left Bethlehem to go out and try to find something better she said I went out full this is after the fact and she says, I went out full and I came back empty, which the 10 years prior, they were sitting there in Bethlehem and thinking they were empty the whole time. They were in the right place. They were where they were supposed to be. And, and in their minds, because things didn't, they weren't flowing like they thought that maybe they should or they weren't happening the way they, they probably envisioned in their mind, they, they suddenly thought that they were empty and went to go find it somewhere else. And after she comes home, of course, God makes some beautiful things out of her situation. Ruth, her daughter-in-law, gleaned in the fields of Boaz, and they fall in love, and he becomes her kinsman redeemer. That's the story there in Ruth, and, and it's a beautiful love story in Scripture. But not only did God redeem her. He put in her the bloodline of the Messiah. Uh, if you track the bloodline of Jesus, uh, she's there. Boaz and Ruth beget Obed, and Obed beget Jesse, and Jesse beget King David, and on and on. And finally down the line comes Jesus. So even if you're in a place today where you are completely empty, God can still make something beautiful out of your life. If you're in this house this morning and you feel like things haven't gone your way and, and <coughs> you'd like for them to go a, a different way and it doesn't seem like it's right, God can still make something beautiful in your life. But what I want to focus on here is the fact that she said, I went out full. She went out full. That's what she's saying right here because that's not what she said when she left. When she left Bethlehem some decade before this, this scripture that we're reading, when she left at that time, she would not have said, I'm leaving here full. She wouldn't have said, I've got everything that, that I want and I'm going out to get more. No, no, no. At that point in her life, she thought she was empty. But now after the fact that she goes out into the world, she goes out into Moab and she tries to search and she tries to find, and only now she's coming back empty. She said, I went out full. I might not have realized it, but I was really full at that time. I might not have realized it, but God was really blessing me right then. And somehow I didn't see it. And I went out and I tried to fix it by myself. And I went out and I tried to do it all by myself. And I tried to go after my own feelings and after my own logic and try to figure it out by myself. When really God was taking care of me 
in the first place. I thought I was empty, but really I was full. It was just a season. It was just a time. And I should have just trusted in the Lord. I went out full. She didn't say that when she left. They left because of a famine. They left because they were hungry. They left because they were just getting by. They left because they were struggling. But 10 years in Moab changed her perspective. At the time, she focused in on her trouble. And at the time, she focused in on the famine. At the time, she was on what she didn't have. She was looking at what she didn't have rather than what she did have. She was focused on the wrong thing. She was consumed by her temporary circumstances. She couldn't see the forest for the trees. She couldn't see the gorilla in the room. There were blessings hidden right before her eyes, hidden in plain sight. Now she's back in Bethlehem, and all she can remember is, I was full. I was full. I had this, and I had that, and we were happy. We didn't have a lot of material possessions, but we were full. I realize now what is really important. Understand that there could be a day when you look back on where you are right now, and even though your life isn't perfect, and you say, I was full. I was full. And right now, right now you're looking around, you're saying, well, this is a problem, and this is a situation. I don't know how I'm going to fix this, and I don't know how I'm going to fix that. But years will go by, and you'll look back on right now and say, God had blessed me, and God hath kept me, and I was blessed and blessed indeed. I had the blessings of God on my life. I had good things in my life. I don't want to wait until I lose those things to realize I've got a lot to be thankful for. I am blessed. I've got so much to be thankful for. Could you lift your hands one more time all across this place? Just thank the Lord together. When you fixate on your sin instead of your forgiveness, it's easy to forget the fact that you are the apple of his eye. We must think at times that we are in fact lower than the lilies of the field and the birds of the air. But the fact of the matter is that we are made just a little lower than the angels. So here we are this December 31st, 2023 leaving behind a a year and launching into a new year. Let it be a chance in your life for God to bless your family, to bless your home, to bless you as an individual. (coughs) Nothing too great, nothing too small for God. We had folks come across the front a moment ago for healing. I'm believing that God is our healer and that he's touched these. If you need forgiveness, he'll forgive you. If you have another need in your life, there's nothing my God cannot do. But you have to do the natural. And I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet right now. And to step out. And to come gather around this front area, this altar area. Our last opportunity to do so in 2023. And just cast our cares on him.
for he careth for us. Could you come? Could you come and gather around the front? <coughs> We're going to begin to sing. We're going to begin to reach out to the Lord. We're going to begin to cast our cares upon him. We're going to believe, begin to believe God to do the miraculous in our life. Yes, 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 as you come. As you come, let's just begin to focus on the Lord. Let's begin to call upon his name together. Let's begin to reach out to him. Let's begin to cast our cares on him. Let's begin to open up in faith and believe that God is in charge, that God is under control. Hallelujah. There's blessings all around us. There's miracles all around us. God is still moving. God is still working. God is still in charge. Thank you for being an ever-present help in the time of need. I'm full. I am full. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. We're launching into 2024 believing. Believing God for the miraculous. Believing God for revival. Believing God for you to bless our homes and bless our families. Believing God for you to make a way where there seemeth to be no way. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. God, touch and strengthen. Touch and strengthen. Touch and strengthen us, Lord. Everything in the name of Jesus. Everything in the name of Jesus. We believe God. We believe God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed indeed. Blessed indeed. Blessed indeed. Hallelujah.
more time. Let's sing, and then we're going to do something together. In the name of Jesus, come alive. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. This is a house of miracles. Hallelujah. Everything. thank him together Lord I thank you so much I thank you so much God for every good and every perfect gift cometh down from you Lord you do not change no variableness neither shadow of turning you're the same yesterday today and forever same God you love us so you love us so Lord and I'm thankful I'm thankful God for every good gift every blessing for health for strength for life for forgiveness of sins, for grace, for mercy, for your spirit, for your name that's above every other name. Hallelujah. For an understanding of truth, an understanding of your word, understanding of who you are. You're, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You're complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and powers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Here's what I want to do. I want us to I want us to pray we're moving into 2024 and it's really nothing more than a calendar a flip of the calendar but it's good to take to take these times and to, yes we're gonna launch out into prayer and consecrate at the beginning of the year and how we start things I, I tell people in, in different different things of, of talking with them I tell them when we're we're talking about marriage and pre premarital counseling and different things if if you you want things to go right you want to start them off right it's it's hard once something is going in the wrong direction to correct those things you want to start things off right so that they can travel right and carry on the momentum of going in the right direction you're trying to alter something and change something that's it's a little more difficult so once you get it going in the right direction then there's some automation that takes place and just out of routine and, and different things. Things, are, things flow smoothly. So we, we take all these principles into us in our relationship with God and when the calendar year flips and, and, and we want to start the year off right. Start the year off praying every day. Of course, we want that to continue. We don't want to just pray 42 days a year because we do the same thing in August without fasting. But we want to pray every day. And, and, and we realized something about, about habits and forming habits and such. And 21 days is that, is that uh, magical number where if you do something for 21 days that, that you can produce habits. And uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Now, you don't want to do things just out of routine. But some things, some routines are good to have. And they're life building and they're life giving. So we want to put things in the right course so that the rest of the year can can be going in the right direction. So right now, I, I, I want us to pray as we're going out of 23 and into 24. I want to pray God's blessing and God's strength upon each and every one of us. And that he would lead us and guide us and direct us, help us to have more faith, help us to commit our lives totally and completely to him, bless our homes, bless our families, all that, we need that. But ultimately, each individual 
one of us to draw closer to him. Draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto you. That's what, that's what he said. You take steps towards him, he'll take steps towards you. He's wanting you. He's, he's longing for relationship with you. So let's start out 2024 right. Somebody say in Jesus' name. <coughs> Why don't you right now just lift up your voice, lift up your heart, lift up your hands, close your eyes. Let's talk to the Lord together. Father, in the name that's above every other name, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for every individual. I pray for individuals, God, that you'd bless their families. If, if they're a single adult, that you'd bless them, that you'd touch them and strengthen them, help them to draw closer to you. Help us each one to draw closer to you and allow this new year coming up tomorrow allow us to launch into it with, with new vision, with fresh vision, with fresh faith, to enter in believing, God, that you're going to make a way where there seemeth to be no way, that, that you're going to bless abundantly, you're going to bless us indeed, God, hallelujah, that your hand is going to rest upon us, that mercy and grace are going to follow us all the days of our life. Hallelujah. We're going to dwell in your house. We're going to be faithful to your house. We're going to be faithful to the things of God. And you are going to bless. Let 2024 be a year of revival. A year of addition. Multiplication, God. Multiply <laughs> to the church daily. Such as should be saved. God, pour out your spirit. Let individuals be baptized. Uh, filled with your spirit, God. Add to the church, I pray. Bless our hearts, our homes, our coming ins, our going outs, our rising ups, our setting downs. Lord, let this year be blessed of you. And help us to put you first in everything. Help us to realize, God, that we're full right now. That we're full right now. We don't have to go to Moab and then realize and look back that, hey, I had it then. I was blessed then. No, help us to realize today. Today, December 31st of 2023, I am full right now. I am blessed right now. God, you are with me right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Continue to bless. Continue to strengthen. Continue to pour out your spirit. Continue to add. Continue to lift up faith. Continue to bless indeed. In the name of Jesus. Could you lift your hands all across this house? Hallelujah. Come on, let's love him together. Let's worship him together right now. God, I believe. Touch my home. Touch my family. Touch me as an individual, God. I want to know you more. I want to draw closer to you. Hallelujah. None like you, Lord. None like you, Lord. None like you, Lord. Hallelujah. You're gonna do it, God. You're gonna do it, Lord. You're gonna do it, Lord. You're gonna do it, Lord. You're gonna do it. You're an ever-present help. Do it, Lord. You're gonna do it. You're an ever-present help. Hallelujah. Give me eyes. 
a heart to receive what thus This Thursday is first Thursday. It just come to my mind. I don't know why we didn't announce that earlier. 